Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Today, we appreciate you spending part of it with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner and myself. My name is Chris Swan. 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. It's 419-794-3030. Always online, day and night, America's Retirement Headquarters.com. On today's show, why your retirement doesn't mean it's the end of the line. And if you're debating whether or not right now is the time to retire, we'll tell you about a possibly different strategy. But before we get into any of that, got to check in with the guys, uh, Nolan Scott. Glad to be with you as always. How are we doing today? We're doing great, Chris. It's uh, good to be here. Had another great weekend last weekend, so looking forward to another fun weekend this weekend. Uh, last weekend, had an opportunity to get down to take the boat, do a little boating with some friends down on the Maumee. So yeah. weather was just continued to be gorgeous. Uh, they, you know, they talk about falls right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I see seeing stuff about football coming out. I know uh, my kid's getting ready for hockey season to start up there at Anthony Wayne. And uh, I just need things to slow down a little bit. <laughs> right. It's right. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, I wish I was out on a boat with you because I actually was um, uh, over in Kent um, moving my daughter out of the house that she was renting. Um, and she had to be out by the end of uh, end of July. So... I've got a trailer backed in my garage that's still loaded with all of her uh, her belongings, and um, I'm headed down this weekend to move her into a new apartment in uh, the Cleveland area. So I'd rather have been on a boat with you, that's for sure. Yeah, it was a little bit more enjoyable, I'd say, but uh, my oldest is getting ready to move back to college, too, go. so it's starting to get ready for that, picking dates for a move-in, and it'll be back down at uh, BGSU before too long, which is... Uh, it's always a good season. So every season's a good season. So it's good. Yes. I would disagree slightly in the sense that I don't think moving season's that great personally. <laughs> uh, and it always seemed cruel. I remember in college, it's been a while since I've had to do it, of course. But, uh, you know, having to move during the hottest part of the year, move in and out, carry the, the couches and things like that. But yes. more power to you. I've still got a ways away from that before my six-year-old is going to be moving anywhere. But uh, we appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedule as well to spend with the listeners. So let's go ahead and dive right in here. You know, interest rates went up another three quarters of a point last week, and the Fed shows no signs of stopping. They're saying they're actually not afraid to make a larger move in the near future, possibly even a full point. Jim Karen with Morgan Stanley tells CNBC there are clear risks ahead. The Fed have to be tough on inflation. The problem is, is that they're fighting a lagging indicator inflation with a policy tool raising interest rates that works with a lag. So it's very, very difficult for them to actually time this and get this right. The risk is a recession. The risk is a hard landing. They are willing to go into that territory in order to stop inflation. Now, on a personal level, we can try to combat inflation by spending less to an extent. I mean, there are still essentials we're all going to have to pay and we can still feel the effects of inflation through that. So What are you guys telling clients to reassure them at this point when the fear of outliving money remains a constant, if not magnified? Well, I think the fear of outliving money has been one of the biggest concerns for people, whether inflation is high or, or not. It's right. been a big concern for quite some time. And mm-hmm. I think there are, you know, some things to do. Uh, the, the million dollar question about the Federal Reserve and, you know, rising interest rates is going to be, you know, how does that impact, uh, investors and retirees? Um, there's always, you know, good and bad things that come out and, uh, you know, some of the good things that are out there. If you look at some of the traditional savings accounts that are out there, things like, uh, CDs or the fixed annuities or mm-hmm. some traditional fixed accounts, you know, rates are still really uh, starting to go back up. They're starting to become more attractive. Again, you know, if you haven't been listening to the show uh, lately and haven't heard, government I-bond rates are, you know, over 9% right now. So if you haven't taken advantage of that, that's how you can help, you know, put some of these things in your favor. The I stand for inflation bonds. These are bonds issued by the United States government. Uh, you can get those directly from the United States 
States Treasury at Treasury Direct. But when we're looking at the, you know, the issue of you know, people being concerned about outliving their money, you know, one of the things that you can do is I think there's ways that you can cut expenses but still enjoy life. Sure. Um, I know, like recently, you know, business-wise, I went through and I kind of looked at uh, a, a lot of the business expenses I have. Which ones are we needing mm-hmm. or we're actually using? Um, and you can find things inside of there. I know, Scott, we've done this multiple different times when we get together with clients. We're looking at the expenses and healthcare related expenses are typically one of the biggest, you know, expenses a retiree has. Absolutely. There's been some really good examples I can think of of when we've helped people save money. Uh, I know one in particular that we had a client that was getting ready to retire. Uh, he came in a couple of months before the end of the year and then he had a couple of uh, years until he was going to become Medicare eligible. So in, in order to do that, if we looked at him pulling money out of his 401k or traditional retirement account, that income would have been fully countable for him going on uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. So his expense was going to be drastically higher. Absolutely. What we were able to do is we were able to take some of that money and actually pull it out of his retirement account, uh, convert it over into another uh, like Roth IRA or somebody could use an after-tax account. And because he pulled it out in the previous year and the next year when he retired, then when he applied, he could demonstrate the fact that he had less income. Right. And I think in his example, it cut his health care cost by $500 a month when That's you correct. look at that scenario. Yeah, you know, a Roth IRA is not reportable income when you're looking at the marketplace for health insurance. And like you said, anybody that's under the age of 65 and you retire prior to 65, then you have to actually look at health care outside of Medicare. You know, over the past uh, 15 to 18 years, we've worked together and helped clients out by changing their reportable income. You know, one of the other things is when you turn 65, you know, you go on Medicare and uh, if you don't choose the proper plan uh, on Medicare, it can cost you thousands of dollars. You know, I've been able to really help. I've got a client um, up in uh, Lansing, Michigan, and I've been really able to help them. They were paying roughly $7,000 a year in premiums. Now, keep in mind, this is a premium they're going to pay whether they go to the doctor or use their health care or not. They're still paying this premium. They were healthy. So I showed them some options uh, with an Advantage plan, with a zero premium uh, plan, and I was able to save them that $7,000. You know, and the other thing that that, ha- that that brings along with it is some added benefits that they didn't have on their supplemental plans like dental, vision, and hearing coverage that um, uh, is not covered by Medicare, and, and quite frankly, you would have to pay a premium for that. You know, in 28 years of doing this, I've noticed the trend heading towards the Advantage plans. Some people out there think they're a horrible plan. Some people out there think they're great plans. It's an individual circumstance for each individual person. Mm. I I like to attribute some of these trends to the Advantage plan um, basically because the plans that people are coming off of their employer plan, the Advantage plan is most similar to that. You know, I had a client tell me one time here over the past uh, six months or so ago, and they said, you know, we've worked 40, 45 years. We've had health insurance that we've paid a premium for. We've had an out-of-pocket expense. Why all of a sudden when we turn 65 do we expect everything to be covered in full with nothing out of our pocket? And that really resonated with me, and I, I kind of use that with other clients. Um, so one of the reasons why I think uh, the Advantage plans are becoming more popular is because people are working past 65, and when they do retire, that health plan from their employer is most similar to what they currently have. Uh, the Part B premiums, every year the Part B premium goes up. You know, for example, it was 144.60 last year. This current 2022 year is 170.10. That's almost an 18% increase in the Part B premium. And along with that is some of the out-of-pocket expenses that Medicare carries. Uh, And inflation, I mean, hey, you know, the elephant in the room. Inflation is huge, Mm -hmm. and the seniors are really impacted by this. The gas prices, your daily essentials have really put a strain on everybody. So these are some of the reasons why I think that more people are going with the zero premium advantage plans today than ever before. 
It just makes sense, actually. It can in a lot of situations. And the other thing, you know, when on our show we talk about opportunities to take advantage of, there's a good example of, you know, those of you that are paying out-of-pocket health insurance costs or Medicare, you know, maybe time to set up a review and look for health savings there. But we also talk about blind spots, you know, not getting sure. caught by a blind spot. I know one of the things we were talking about just a moment ago is, you know, somebody from an income standpoint. So, mm-hmm. you know, with your premiums that you pay either for affordable care or what you pay for your uh, Medicare premium, it's based upon income. That's correct. And, you know, a good example of somebody getting caught off guard, they may want to decide to pay off their house early or right at retirement time. You know, but if they're on Medicare and they take all that money out or if they're, you know, using the the Affordable Care Act, that income they pull out of their retirement account is going to go against them and they'd be shocked when they find out that their premium costs double. And it's not until oftentimes after the fact that they find out that that cost goes up a lot. So number two is look for eliminating unused subscriptions. It seems like our society, we've gone to a subscription-based model. Um, I love uh, Buckeye Telesystem. That's what I have. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason I predominantly love it is because my son plays Anthony Wayne High School. They have the BCS channel. And there's nothing better than watching your kid on TV on BCSN. But in addition to that, if you think about it, I like to watch the the show Yellowstone. Sure. So you've got to buy a subscription for that. You know, there's my Disney Plus for the kids. You've got a subscription for that. And I think about it, I'm like, well, Yellowstone's not even on for several more months now. Like, why are we paying for this? You know, know, there's apps that are out there that help you look at what some of your subscriptions are. And I bet there's probably some subscriptions that you're paying for that maybe you had little to no idea about. There's no question. I'm I'm in the same boat. You know, when when Sabrina, my daughter, was at Kent State as a freshman, uh, there was a lot of games that I didn't travel to because, you know, as a freshman, I didn't know how much she was going to play. Well, she graduated in May, <laughs> right? And I can almost guarantee you that I probably am paying for some of these subscriptions that are no longer uh, something that I need. And and if you don't pay attention when you're when you're checking and looking at something online, you know, a lot of times they'll have free trial for three months. Well, how many people out there remember after the three months? Mm-hmm to go out and cancel it if they didn't want that, you know, and, and you'll you'll have a monthly hit on your uh, credit card. And, and um, that's a way, a very, very good way to uh, eliminate some of the expenses, too. Yeah. Third thing and final thing on you know dealing with inflation right now and ways that you, our listeners, can take control in your own individual situation is number three is look to increase your yield. By yield, I mean the predictable income that's generated from your investment accounts. You know, one of the things that uh, you can do is some stocks pay dividends and some stocks don't. Uh, like in our portfolio, one of them that we have called blue chip income, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things that we look for is we look for, you know, dividend paying stocks. We look for stocks that we like and we use some strategies that are designed to generate more current income. You know, so by shifting maybe what you own in your portfolio, uh, there's ways that you can get a uh, higher income. The other area that I'd say is to put lazy money to work. Oh, yes. You know, so if you have lazy assets, this money sitting around the bank, not really doing a whole lot, still stuck in these traditional fixed accounts. Again, just like I mentioned, uh, the government I-bonds backed by the full faith and pledge of the United States government, they're currently paying uh, over 9%, uh, very easy to set up. We did a YouTube video on how to set this up. So if you go over to YouTube, just type in America's Retirement Headquarters and under our video section, there's a link there that shows you how to set up a Treasury Direct account. Of course, you can call our office. And even in the insurance space, uh, a lot of the traditional fixed annuity rates uh, have gone up quite a bit. Uh, so things to review and revisit with some of your lazy assets that you have. So again, it's all about seeking uh, opportunity in times of normal, what people would think of as, as financial adversity, interest rates going up, inflation being what it is, uh, getting that under control, controlling your own personal inflation and how that's affecting you, reducing your expenditures out there. You guys talking about eliminating subscriptions, uh, you reminded me, I think I mentioned this on the year, I, I lost my wallet back in, in May of this year and mm-hmm. it was a pain. I had to replace everything. Uh, but it did remind me because I would get these email notifications. They're like, hey, your car didn't go through for this subscription or that subscription that I had forgotten about. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't used that in, in forever. <laughs> uh, so I just, I, you know, I, I just canceled it outright. I don't advise losing your wallet as a way to get that under wraps. There are better <laughs> ways to go about it. And if you need help with that, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you. 419-794-3030 is the number. Or you can go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. 
But what is the top reason that people actually seek financial help? There was a new poll that said it's actually understanding how much they can safely spend in retirement without going broke. And for years, something called the 4% rule, it worked great. It said that if you withdrew 4% of your financial assets each year, you could adequately fund your retirement, you know, adjusted periodically for inflation. But a lot of people think that this rule is seriously flawed and, and even outdated. Where do you guys stand on this rule? And uh, how do you approach it as retirees worry if they're going to have enough money to, to go the distance? Yeah, the 4% rule has been a hot topic for a while. So I think one of the takeaways for our listeners is if you're in retirement time and you're withdrawing money from your investment accounts, take a moment to figure out what your personal withdrawal rate is. So all you got to do is you got to take your total investment assets divided by, you know, what the annualized withdrawal rate is, and that'll give you your, your percentage withdrawal. You know, the whole thesis behind that, say, 4% rule was based upon a backward looking data. So, you know, assumptions that worked in the past may not work necessarily in the mm -hmm. future. Um, I also say, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it oftentimes rhymes. You know, one of the things that's quite a bit different today is most traditional fixed rates are much lower than where they were in the in the past. So when you think about this, you know, traditional 60-40 mix, you may have uh, part of the portfolio that's not working as hard. Uh, the other thing is, as I say, the rule doesn't take into account a lot of unexpected expenses that come up. Um, you know, things like healthcare emergencies or or even things like the, the bucket list trips. You mm -hmm. know, I've got some clients that I just talked to and they're taking a, a, a good withdrawal out to take their kids and grandkids on a bucket sure. list trip, which is perfectly fine. But, you know, again, if you've built your thesis on this 4% rule, you know, make sure you have these other buckets of money that are designed for things like the healthcare emergencies, like right. unexpected emergencies, and like the fun stuff. You need to do that. Absolutely. That's what it's there for. That's really kind of the whole trademark system that we've put together with the independent income system. So within the independent income system, what we've tried to do is try to compartmentalize money and look at different buckets of money that are designed to do different things and be able to uh, kind of accomplish those goals. Um, I can think of, you know, several examples that have come up in the past where, you know, people have had uh, healthcare expenses mm -hmm. or healthcare things that have gone on that, you know, created a lot of different medical expenses that Absolutely. quickly wiped them out. Uh, we've shared on previous shows, Nolan, you and I both have um, had a client that chose to self-insure for a couple of years prior to turning 65 for Medicare. And that did not work out very well for them because they actually had some health issues that really, really blew up their, uh, their plans. Um, uh, just to give you an example, my mother has incurred $178,000 in medical bills this year alone, right? Mm. Because she has a good insurance plan, uh, must have had a good agent. He'll hook her up with that, right? <laughs> but because she has a good insurance plan, she has an out-of-pocket expense of 3700 bucks. Had she not had that plan, she could be looking in excess of $35,000 in out-of-pocket expenses. You know, so I, I just, I see this all the time, especially people with um, under 65 years old. If they don't have the proper plans put in place, one of the things that I do here is I go through and I, I, I love to give real life examples. Anybody that's met with me knows that I use my family as real life examples because I can show you exactly where and how a claim can be covered or how you could be devastated by not having the proper coverage. It is. It's th those little things that kind of wipe you out. And again, I, the same story of a client years ago that we uh, you know ran into. He retired before 65 and again, decided to self-insure to figured he'd be fine until he makes it to 65. Unfortunately, uh, he came down with cancer mm -hmm. and did everything he could to, you know, battle fighting cancer. And ultimately, you know, the cancer, which sucks, took his life. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, but his wife was left with all those bills. Right. And the hospital sued her. Yeah. These are type of things that, you know, we want to help prevent for you. Uh, we talk a lot about the threats and opportunities that are facing retirees. In fact, again, we have a new video that we just published on this topic. Uh, if you take a moment, go over to our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Uh, right on the homepage, you can see the threats and opportunities for retirees. Uh, click on the button on the independent income system. 
we'll kind of walk you through, you know, where we see some of the threats and opportunities out there today, uh, how to be able to get yourself positioned with our independent income system and, you know, how it can apply to your situation. So again, if you're listening and you're like, I don't know, you know, this year's been a little bit tricky. Not only have we had somewhat of a down market, we also have, you know, this inflation and I'm trying to figure out how to best maximize every dollar that I have. The independent income system and our methodology, I think, is something that you should explore. You could just, again, Google independent income system. And uh, we've got another video that talks for another 15 minutes on, uh, you know, how to take advantage of that in today's marketplace. You know, Nolan, I want to add one thing to that real quick. You know, one of the things that we've talked about many times, and you've always talked about having that uh, backup uh, buckets of money out there. And if you have the ability to contribute to a health savings account, a health an HSA account, those funds are yours. You don't forfeit them when you uh, leave an employer or um, turn 65. I've got clients that have forty, fifty thousand dollars sitting in an HSA account that they can use in their Medicare ages to pay for all of these out-of-pocket expenses. So that's another area that is is something that you prepare for today before you get to the 65 uh, tomorrow. You know, something I found interesting about the 4% rule is it was implemented back in 1994. And, you know, every time we talk about inflation these days, we talk about, oh, it's an all-new record 40-year high. When, when this 4% rule was implemented, we didn't have the inflation we have now. So it's difficult to to say that it's, it's still a valid withdrawal strategy. At the end of the day, it's better than nothing. But I think everybody out there wants something that's a little bit more than, quote-unquote, better than nothing when it comes to their retirement plan. They want the one that's customized just for them. And that is something that the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with. If you want to learn more about the independent income system, again, just do a quick Google search. It's, it's the first thing that pops up there. Or you can go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Uh, that educational video that Nolan was talking about is right there for you as well. You can give a call as well, 419-794-3030. Or the website, like I said, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, we talked a little bit about Medicare last week, Scott, and a new report mm-hmm. says that more than half of the people on Medicare, they actually don't bother to review their plan options each year as the annual election period goes through. And they just stick with what they've, you know, what they got because it's too much of a hassle to switch. What are the reasons that somebody might consider actually changing plans and uh, how difficult is it actually for you to help them with that process? Some of the reasons why you want to switch or, or you at least need to review your plan is because... Medicare changes every year. Mm-hmm. It changes every year. Uh, and if you have, um, like here locally, we have um, Clarence St. Luke's Hospital, and over the past couple of years, ProMedica dropped them from the network. Well, if you're not staying on top of this and your hospital or doctor has retired or no longer in the network, and you just renew your plan for the following year, You go to that doctor, guess what? That's out-of-pocket expenses to you. So that's one big reason. The other reason why is because of prescription. Prescriptions change every year. Um, They're changing in 2023. I've already uh, had a couple of first peak, first looks. Um, There are changes coming uh, for 2023. You know, one of the things that has really changed for, for us advisors is there are new rules put in place. And I will tell you this, we've, we've, talked about, we laugh about the the three Joes and the Jimmy Walker and those uh, pesky commercials. But as a result of that, uh, there are new rules put in place for me as an advisor and some of the things that I have to do when I meet with a client. It's very frustrating for advisors uh, like myself that have someone call up and buy a plan from Joe Namath. Well, guess what happens after they buy that plan? You think they're getting an annual renewal letter to to review what's happening next year? You think there's anybody reaching out to them and going to help them and and, uh, see if their network is still uh, up to speed with what they need? It's very, very important. Uh, That's why I do what I do. I want to help people. I want to make sure that everybody understands what Medicare is and how it changes uh, I do a lot of educational events that will be coming up here in the next month. And, and um, we go through the changes and what to expect moving into 2023. And um, 
you're not doing yourself any favors if you don't uh, at least reach out to your current advisor or if they don't reach out to you, then get a second opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what we do. You know, um, there's no obligation to ever buy anything, but I just want to make sure that you understand exactly what you have. Yeah, I know we had a meeting. I had a meeting earlier this week with some clients and she was letting me know that the, the she got noticed that uh, her prescription drug is not going to be covered next year. Yep, absolutely. And it was uh, $6,000 a month is yes. what her medication was going to mm-hmm. run. So obviously, you know, she got prompted, uh, you know, maybe go out and take a look at things that are out there. But when you look at the numbers, according to Financial Advisor article, uh, 58% don't bother to review their plan options. You know, only 20% of respondents have a good understanding between the difference of original Medicare. Mm-hmm. Uh, 31% have a good understanding of Medicare Advantage. There's a lot of confusion that's out there. Yep. And as you point out, some of the commercials on TV uh, don't always help with that conversion. I think one of the things that I'm liking about, you know, what America's Medicare Associates does is not only are we independent, where we represent, you know, a lot of different companies, is we're local. We're right Right. here in town. You know, so you have an opportunity to come and sit down, you know, face to face. I know we have a meeting uh, actually uh, later um, coming up where somebody's driving in from Oak Harbor Harbor. and she had, you know, gotten into one of those 800 numbers and, you know, was not able to navigate her way through that and just says, look, I need somebody that can look at it in my unique situation. And it's not one solution for everybody. I need somebody that can help me kind of look at what I need to do. So we can absolutely do that. Happy to do that for uh, all the folks when we're reviewing your health care costs. It's kind of like their financial plan, you know, out of sight, out of mind. If everything is going well, they just don't they they put it on the back burner and don't look at it. Um, That's not what you need to do uh, with your financial plan and it's not what you need to do with your Medicare. You know, that's what we're here for. I am shocked to learn that Joe Namath isn't calling every single one of those customers every year and telling them what their <laughs> options are. You know, uh, the annual election period doesn't begin for another two months, October 15th through December 7th, but you could very well and you probably are already getting uh, pamphlets and, and things in the mail, literature in the mail telling you about what the changes may be coming. Don't throw those away. You do want to be aware of it. Uh, you know, you can go ahead and, and Bring those to the table when you set up a meeting with the team at America's Medicare Associates when you meet with Scott. And then, you know, look at the pros and cons, the ins and outs, and figure out what's going to be best for you going forward. Uh, It may not necessarily be the plan that you're on right now, and it may not necessarily be the plan that uh, your spouse is going to be on in the coming year. Different strokes for different folks, I guess, as the saying goes. But something to be aware of. Please don't neglect this. It could be a very costly a mistake or a lack of action on your part, give a call. Go ahead and schedule a time to get ready uh, for the annual election period. 419-794-3030 is the number. It's 419-794-3030. And people will know since we started doing the second half of the show here, uh, we focused a lot on the, the community here for a segment that we call Committed to the 419. And this week, uh, we're actually talking about an event that is coming up next weekend, Toledo Jeep Fest. So guys, I'll turn it over to you and let you take it from here. Yeah, we're super excited about the event. Uh, as uh, those of you that are listeners, you may know my oldest son, Andrew's got a, a customized Jeep. It's mm-hmm. called the Winter Soldier. So it's got that <laughs> urban outfit and uh, it looks cool. He's been going back again in the first segment. I was talking about Legos. He's always been building stuff. And <laughs> like I, to me, a Jeep is like the adult version of Legos for kids. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, you know, we're here, you know, again, talking about a, a great event that we were able to participate in last year, uh, driving around the Toledo Jeep Fest. Uh, Kevin is joining with us today. So, Kevin, great to have you. Good to be here. Thank you, Nolan and Scott. Um, We kick off um, August 12th, 13th, and 14th, and we are so pumped. Well, hopefully, just like last year, you can have as gorgeous weather as we had. I know last year the weather was fantastic. Uh, We got down there kind of early, so we are able to go and see some of the activities. We were able to spend some time. Uh, We were able to participate in the parade and then uh, able to spend the day. So this is really a huge event, not only just for Toledo, but really Mm -hmm. for all all around northwest ohio and it goes even further than that i was looking at some of the numbers before you came in and it looks like roughly sixty-five thousand people attended last year uh represented somewhere around 35 37 states um it sounds like this year you know even though gas prices are a little mm-hmm. bit higher you still got you know over half the u.s of different states coming in to be represented so i'm sure it's going to be a, an incredible event just like last year 
It will. And uh, as you were saying, you know, we're still going to get a good number of people from around the country coming in for Jeep Fest. In fact, we have one Jeeper coming in from the Netherlands. So wow. talk about gas prices. How'd you like to um, take care of that? So, yeah, right. But he shipped into Charleston and he's driving around the country. He'll be in Jeep Fest when we kick off April, um, August 12th. 13th and 14th. Awesome. So he'll be there for the big day of the Jeep Parade on the second day Saturday. Well, you know, I'm sure with the gas prices the way they are, those Jeeps that have the big wheels and all of the different uh, differentials, I do talk a little bit of that language, right? I have no idea what I'm talking about, actually. <laughs> but um, I'm sure they're not getting 25 miles of the gallon, that's for sure. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's got to be difficult. But to get the number of states uh, um, represented like you are this year, Given the economy, uh, the, the gas prices, that speaks volumes for Jeep Fest. That's awesome. It, it's not the total mileage. A lot, a lot of these Jeepers are coming in because um, they're off-roaders. And sure. they're, they're looking not, not for that highway experience, but to get an opportunity uh, to hit some of the off-road courses. We have one on the first day of Jeep Fest out at the Monroe Superstore, which is mm-hmm. awesome. But Toledo Jeep Fest is unique because we're one of the few Jeep events around the country that's not on a beach, not at a fairground. We are on a downtown city grid. Sure. And the reason we do that is because Toledo, we consider the home of Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Willys uh, Overland Factory was here. This town, this workforce has built, invested, lived the Jeep lifestyle um, since the 40s. Sure. And that's why people come here to celebrate that legacy. So I don't know how many people actually know this, uh, but I, I do know this to be a factual story. So back during World War II, the government employed Willie's Jeep to make the, the, the Jeeps for the war. And their testing and proving grounds was actually at a local golf course, Riverby Hills Golf Course. It's actually in, in Waterville and in, in Bowling Green area there. But the, uh, the back nine out there is very, very hilly, and um, that's where the proving and testing grounds for the Willys Jeep for World War II, all of the testing went on there. And it's, you know, it's kind of neat to have that kind of history right here in our backyard. Absolutely. This, uh, this whole area top to bottom um, from the Jeep employees, from the people who have built and used these Jeeps the whole time, mm-hmm. they're living here. So we're living it, and we're, we're more than happy to welcome people from around the country from canada from the netherlands to come in and celebrate yeah that's awesome well again you know the website toledo jeepfest.com you can check out all the information there one of the things that it was kind of neat that you also roll out this year is you can get an app that you can download so the mobile app is available in all the mobile app stores just type in a toledo jeep fest and you can you know get that information but you know talk about you know people that are Jeep, you know, they're, they're diehard. They love their Jeeps. There's so many different cool custom Jeeps that you see down there. You know, even, you know, like what my son has done is put it his own style and personality into it. Uh, There is so much to do that, you know, even if you're not a Jeep owner, uh, there is a lot of free activities that are down and available as a community event. And there's even some different paid events that you can participate in, too. That's right. We we just we we constantly emphasize to people that this is a free and family friendly um, event and festival. Sure. So the paid elements, um, you're more than welcome to participate in the Jeep Parade, our Park and Shine event, our Glass City Center exhibit. Uh, the reason these are paid is so we can offer T-shirts and swag sure. bags and stuff like that. But the free elements of the festival, the fact that you can witness this massive Jeep parade, up, up to 1,400 Jeeps uh, rolling through Toledo, from the brand new Gladiators all the way to the, to the restored Willys MB, yeah. uh, rolling down the street, we have a tremendous vendor midway with about 70 national vendors, including our premier, one of our premier sponsors, Dana, and sure. Spicer Parts will be there. The Glass City Center will contain the Jeep exhibit. So we will have Jeeps from Omex Saada and, and Dana and all of our historical Jeeps in the, in the Glass City Center. We'll have a speaker series in there. We'll have an RC course for the kids. In fact, we'll have two kids zones. We'll have one in Hensville and one at the Imagination Station. 
So between the entertainment um, and the um, and the food vendors, um, you can't not have a good time in Toledo sure. that weekend. You know, I wonder, um, this is just throwing this out here, just popped into my head, right? But I wonder how many people become Jeep owners as a result of coming down to Jeep Fest. Because I tell you what, there's some really, really unique and awesome looking Jeeps. I mean, um uh, Andrew's Jeep is cool, and then we got a couple of other people here in the office that have some pretty tricked-out Jeeps as well. Yeah, I, I don't have those offhand, but I would say they would have to be the case because you come down here and you experience it, especially when you walk through the Park and Shine areas where right. the Jeeps are parked after the parade. It's definitely a lifestyle attached to There's the Jeep. There's no question. And that is not attached to the Buick or the GMC right. Yukon or something like that. These people are out there. If they're not off-roading, they're gathering at events. In fact, leading up to Jeep Fest, uh, we have about six hype events. We have one more at the Mud Hens two days before. And these are opportunities for Jeepers to get together in that Jeep community and mm-hmm. talk about their next adventure um, and to you know, connect with the vendors at, at uh, our upcoming Jeep Fest event and see how they can upgrade and trick out their Jeep for sure. their next adventure. So, yeah, if you're not a Jeep owner and you're plugged into that for a couple of days, you're starting to get some ideas. <laughs> exactly. What might be a lot of fun. As a financial professional, you know, one of the things that dad's always looking at it is the numbers for his kid, right? And one of the things, if you look at uh, a survey that was through Motor Biscuit, it lists the top 10 SUVs with the lowest depreciation, and it has the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited and the Jeep Wrangler listed as the number one and number two spots, respectively. Uh, a vehicle that traditionally holds its value and does really good. And then, you, you know, if you talk about the community that you get involved into as a Jeep owner, there's a couple things that, that I learned. Uh, first of all, is the Jeep wave. For those of you that are listening, maybe if you want to explain a little bit about what that is. Well, it's, um, you got to be there to see it. Um, <laughs> I, I own um, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so what's affectionately called a mall crawler. And so I'm not going to throw out the Jeep wave there. I'm going to let those people and those awesome JLs, the JKs, the vintage CJs, I'm going to let them throw out the Jeep wave. But it's kind of a combination of the hook'em horns and, and just how you doing if you see a fellow a Jeeper pass your way. I stand corrected. <laughs> I can't believe this. I've actually had several Jeeps. We currently have two Jeeps in the family. Uh, my wife, Wendy, she's got a, a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and, and uh, my son's actually got a Jeep uh, Compass, you know. So we are Jeep people. I guess when I think of the Jeeps and Jeep Fest, I think of your son Andrew's Jeep that's, you know, all tricked out and got all of that. But you know what? Hey, I, I guess I stand corrected. I've been a Jeep owner for a long time. You're in. You're in the crew. I'm in. So the, the, actually, then the more you customize it and the more that you make it stand out, one of the other things that they do in the Jeep community is uh, you can get your vehicle ducked. You can get your vehicle ducked. And that was a tradition that started in Canada where it, it was an opportunity. It was actually the beginning of COVID. And one young lady was just trying to um, pass sure. on a good thought to somebody. And she left a plastic duck on somebody's Jeep. And now it's become a Jeep tradition to leave a duck. If you see a Jeep that you like, you like the color, you like the style, you sure. like the LED setup, you duck that Jeep. And so we'll definitely have that at Jeep Fest. What are the other traditions? So you've got Jeeps in the family. Have you ever gone topless before? Um, uh, I have not gone topless. So I mean, <laughs> if, if we have great weather for Jeep, you'll see this and people will take the roofs off their sure, Jeep sure. Uh, and the doors and, and just, you can't, again, you can't do that with something off the line from General Motors or right. Ford. It's, yeah. That is Jeep lifestyle. I see it all the time and it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you go out and look at our garage here at the office, there's a, you know, extra set of doors that are outside. So he's got his winter <laughs> doors. He's got the hard top and he's got, you know, for some reason. He's got the soft top convertible and able to kind of switch that out and, you know, be able to do whatever the weather is and, and make sure. it happen and, you know, rain or shine. Something else, uh, I earlier this year, I went to the Barrett Jackson Auto Auction down in West Palm mm-hmm. and uh, I was lucky enough to win and spend money, obviously, on uh, bidding on a, a custom Shelby Raptor Tahoe. Um, or Ford F-150. And, and, you know, I have this car that is, you know, custom built for off-road. And uh, for a couple of months, my uh, son would refer to it as the princess. 
So <laughs> another thing that I didn't know much about uh, off-roading vehicles or Jeeps in particular is that until you actually take it off-roading, you're just a princess. Ah, there you so, go. Andrew, so that's why. Yeah, Andrew participates in, he's in a group called the Glass City Crawlers. You know, so with the Grass City Crawlers, they participate in these different activities. I know he did an event uh, up in Michigan. Uh, so I finally was able to get my car and take it off-roading. I went up to Holly, Michigan. They have an mm -hmm. off-road park up there. Uh, we took his Jeep up there, and we took the uh, Shelby up there and just rip-roared around out there. So I am no longer driving the Princess. Oh, Princess. No, no, no. You graduated <laughs> you from had, that. You had to get a money, so that was very important. Uh, the Glass City Crawlers, shout-out to the Crawlers. Uh, we work with them um, pretty much from the beginning of Jeep Fest, so going back to 2016. So combination of um, a Wicked Jeep, Southeast Michigan, but mostly the Glass City Crawlers. Thank you for everything you've done. Their people are at our Jeep events. Uh, mm -hmm. They're volunteering for the festival. So they're instrumental Jeep groups. And like I say, it's a Jeep lifestyle. It's a Jeep community sure. at the base level. And then they coalesce in these groups. And Glass City Crawlers are Glass City's version of that, that strong-knit Jeep group that really gets it done. How many other states do events similar to this with the Jeep the Jeep product? Well, I would say when we look at the landscape out there, um, the big events out there are the Bantam Jeep Heritage Festival in, okay. in Bantam, Pennsylvania. Okay. And Bantam was one of the companies that originally bid for Jeep but did not get the production. Okay. So they, they got a portion of the Jeep. Their Jeep Festival is fantastic, but it's out in the country, it's out at the fairgrounds. Okay. The other big Jeep Festival is Jeep Beach, down in Daytona Beach every okay. year. So Toledo does not have miles of sandy beaches, and no, it so doesn't. we don't match completely with Jeep Beach. Fantastic event, you know, you wanna get out of your northern states for the winter and go down there sure. and do that. There is Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah, but that's mostly an adventure that's getting out there. Off-road courses, magnificent, just incredible scenery getting mm -hmm. out there. So the unique thing about Jeep Fest, again, is the, the urban grid. We're coming downtown in a major urban center. It's not conducive to the trails in Moab. It's not conducive to the beach right. in Daytona Beach, but we're here in the home of the Jeep. And, and people will actually do their own mini tours. They'll drive around Toledo. They'll go look at the Jeep sign at sure. the North Assembly yep. plant. Uh, they'll look at the, the Willys Overland smokestack uh, that's outside the Dana facility off the freeway. Absolutely. And so that's what it is. They, they're so in love with this vehicle and that lifestyle that I've got to be there. Even though there's no beach and there's no beautiful mountains. Right. I got to be in Toledo. So, how many people say that except for Jeepers? Exactly. So, good for them. I think. Yeah, I, I think the the smokestack and then preserving that was, that was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that was a great thing that they did. Good it, job. It's just a really good thing. Yeah, so if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the Toledo Jeep Fest coming up right here in Northwest Ohio. So it's a free event for our community. It's, again, an event that last year uh, brought in 65,000 people to come out. So if you don't have anything going on for the weekend of August 12th through the 14th, uh, there's all kinds of activities going on. Again, you can get those activities. It's online, ToledoJeepFest.com. It's got the schedule of events, but there's concerts, there's music in the streets, there's different vendors and activities and, and seeing a lot of things that, that you can do. And it's again, it's uh, already sold out for those people that are signing up to be in the parade. So it's going to be a packed event where you can see all these great cars. But if you you know missed out on signing up, this is still something that you can come out and participate in. We were in it last year. We had a, had a really good time. So I got, as I mentioned, a little bit of the itch to get an off-road vehicle. Sure. <laughs> uh, I got the, the Shelby that I went out and uh, and got dirty. Uh, I, I drove it through the pond. There was a couple spots I almost got stuck in, but it was a little bit of, I guess, of a learning experience. So number one is it's uh, hard to get sand out of carpet. And number two, going through the pond and all the mud, although it was a blast, it takes a lot of cleaning to get all that stuff out You'll be out cleaning there. that for years to come. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to somebody recently. I had him looking at the the truck, and then of course lifted the hood to show some of the stuff, and didn't realize even how much mud got up in there. <laughs> I, I had to take out my air intake uh, that I have and and have that all cleaned up and stuff like that. So it's really a, it's fun. There's again, there's different types of things that are out there. Um, you know, what are the the off roading things or what are the activities that uh, 
you know, participants or, you know, those that are signed up in the, the Jeep event are going to be able to participate in? I'll tell you what, there is a free event on Friday. So the first day of Jeep Fest, mm-hmm. north of uh, the Toledo metro area is the Monroe Superstore right off of Dixie Highway. Sure. They stage a welcome party every year for the Jeepers. Mm-hmm. It's a free welcome party. They have an 18-obstacle course out next uh, to the dealership. We have food vendors. We have music. Uh, we have uh, vendors out there. So Dana, the Spicer Parts people sure. will be out there. It's a great party. So if you're in town, just coming up north there, get your Jeep muddy a little bit, um, have some great food to prep for the next day. And actually, the other thing we have on Friday is the kickoff concert. So ProMedica down in Promenade Park on their stage mm-hmm. uh, will have Justin Moore this year, country star Justin Moore. Sure. And that's always awesome. That's a ticketed event because it's through ProMedica. But Friday, yes, those those two events will kick off Jeep Fest proper, which um, the parade is at 11 a.m. on Saturday, and that's what we're all looking forward to. 1,400 in the parade. Yes. That's I mean, that's a, a great number. And it, it's been a little bigger than that, and we've tried to kind of curtail sure. it to make sure that everybody's having a good time getting through the line because the parade will will go nicely, and then what do Jeepers do? They're not supposed to, but we'll <laughs> see a couple uh, tire stands or wheel stands, wheel mounts in the sure. middle of the intersections. Uh, yeah. The crowd absolutely loves it. And it's good. So yeah. we're going to go two wide, three wide in the parade. You will see everything. If you're a Jeep lover, you're going to see every model because I've looked at the registration list and from the Willys to the CJs um, to Wagoneers, they're all in the parade, all the way up to our brand new right off the assembly line gladiators. Awesome. What I would also encourage you to do is if you come down there early, just as you point out, that's a great opportunity where you can walk the lots and you can see all of the different Jeeps that are out there. So it's a good experience. Um, Also, you know, if you get down there and you're going to participate and, you know, want to get a good seat in the parade. um, When we went through uh, and we did the route after the Jeep, we went back and parked. Uh, we were still able to get out of our vehicle, walk over to the parade route, and they were still, the Jeeps oh, were yeah. still going through. Correct. And if if you see an interesting Jeep and you're not sure what it is and you want it, it, it doesn't need a placard because all you have to do is ask the Jeep owner. Yeah, right. They love their Jeeps and you're going to hear all the details. Sure. So if you're looking for a fun day, it can uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but even on Saturday, if you make a day of it, make a family day of it, uh, at 8 o'clock, there's another concert that that uh, is going on, too. That's a Jeremy Rowe concert. Jeremy Rowe is interesting. Uh, he's he's a, a up-and-coming country artist. He's from Oklahoma, and he writes on a Jeep theme. So one of his hit songs <laughs> is Jeep Girl, and uh, he talks about that lifestyle, and he sings of that lifestyle. So we're really looking forward to seeing Jeremy mm-hmm. Rowe for the first time, and he'll be on the Hensville stage outside of uh, Fifth Third Field. The other interesting thing about um, the weekend is the Toledo Mud Hens will be in town the whole weekend. Oh, wow. So they're going to be playing the Omaha Storm Chasers, and the Mud Hens, with permission from International uh, League Baseball, have been given the opportunity to change their name just for the weekend. So they will be the Toledo Mud Crawlers. Oh, and awesome. And they will have matching jerseys. How about that? And so your Mud Hens will not be playing over G-Fest weekend, but the Mud Crawlers will be facing off for three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you can't find anything else to do around Jeep Fest, you can at least take in a Mud Hens game sure. and have a great time. So the jerseys, are they going to auction off these jerseys? I don't know. That, that, that's up to the Mud Hens, but I know I've seen a preview of them, and they depict the Jeep. So we're going to have you know the tire pattern on the jersey and the seven-slot grill. Yeah. They're going to be awesome. They're going to be unique, and I would think, I, I think they should auction them off. If they oh. do auction them off, I could see a lot of the crawlers bidding those up. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, think about it. How mud cool crawlers. It's Muddy the Mud Hen and the Crawler. What, what a, it's that, perfect. That's, that's a it's perfect. perfect. In addition to auctioning them off, they're probably going to be on sale. These I, things are I awesome. Would, yeah. Looking good. 
And last thing I would say is, you know, if you uh, have plans already on Friday or Saturday, don't forget Sunday. So it's a whole weekend of activities. Again, it kicks off Friday, August 12th. It uh, goes through uh, Sunday, August 14th. So on Sunday, for those of you that are listening that uh, like to run or walk, there's a one-mile run. There's a, a one-mile walk, a four-mile run. Um, in those type of activities, is there still spots available to get involved in the run or walk? So I I will I just talked to Run Toledo yesterday, and we closed registration because it was full up for the Jeep run. Wow. It's full up because it's an awesome run. It has the greatest gear and metal. In fact, we on our Facebook page, we put up a, a GIF for the metal the other day. So it's a picture of the front of the Jeep and the, uh, the uh, headlights flash. Oh, cool. So... Great gear. It, it's not only a great little course, but uh, people have a great time. So that that's our fifth annual uh, four mile Jeep Fest run. Well, Perfect. Yeah. Deal. So if you're not involved in the run walk, that's no problem. You get to sleep in a little bit on Sunday. You can come down, kicks back off at ten thirty. So from ten thirty to two thirty p.m., they have the indoor. Uh, exhibit the RC rock crawling course, uh, the vendors at Midway, there's live bands and entertainment, food trucks, the beer garden, kids zone at Festival Park, the family zone at Hensville Park, and just again, a lot of different activities and everything kind of wraps up Sunday at six o'clock as things, uh, things wind down for the weekend. But again, for those of you looking for something great to do, whether you're a Jeep owner or just a proud Northwest Ohio resident, make sure you take advantage of coming down to Toledo Jeep Fest. Again, you can get all the details online. It's at ToledoGFest.com. Uh, for those of you that are going to be down there, take a minute, jump into your app store, whether you're on Apple or Android, uh, download the mobile app, the Toledo Jeep Fest. That'll help you navigate because uh, they're taking over really all of downtown to help you kind of get through the areas on where you want to go. Uh, anything as we kind of wrap up this segment that uh, you'd like to highlight about the Toledo Jeep Fest? No, just uh, pray for good weather. Um, we're we're yeah, looking. Absolutely. Actually, you know what? We'll take whatever comes because yeah. Jeepers, you know, if they get a little mud on their mm -hmm. Jeep, that's not going to be a problem. Not at all. <laughs> but uh, we are so psyched uh, having uh, two Jeep Fests in a row after a little um, uh, gap for, for mm -hmm. COVID in 2020. Um, I, I, I think we have a, a lot of the elements figured out. We're going to have a great Jeep parade. We're going to have great Jeep exhibits, vendor midway. Uh, I just encourage people to come down and experience this and plug into Toledo. Chris, you going to bring your Jeep uh, up to Ohio? I will have to buy one first. I'll admit I, I'm, I'm out of the, uh, the family here, but uh, I'll see what I can do in the next week and maybe make that happen, certainly. From a guy like yourself who hasn't witnessed it or seen it, uh, you know, Nolan and I live in Waterville, mm -hmm. and during that weekend, you will see Jeeps spread out over all of this area, northwest Ohio. It's not just Toledo. I mean, you will literally see everybody that owns a Jeep will be out on the road, doing the jeep wave uh it's all over you know um it's a pretty cool thing and it is a very like you said uh, kevin it's a very tight-knit uh group of people that uh are really committed to each other with the with the jeeps mm -hmm. so again if you want to see the full uh, rundown for what's going on next weekend from the 12th through the 14th go to toledojeepfest.com uh sounds like a great time you know, maybe pray for a little bit of rain on, on Thursday so that there's mud, but but not really obscuring any of the traffic out there. <laughs> Just something to, 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 right. to think about. But I uh, want to thank you guys so much for joining us this week here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Uh, one last time, let me give out the phone number, 419-794-3030. If you have questions about anything we talked about on this week's show or didn't talk about and you want to know more, let's say you set up a time to speak with them, 419-794-3030. And uh, hope you guys have a great week ahead of you. Hope you have a safe week ahead of you. And gentlemen, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, I hope everybody comes out and has a great weekend. And uh, sticking with our retirement talk, as we always do, but sticking with Jeep talk, uh, I would say the quote of the week this week is, go anywhere and do anything. So uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We look forward to seeing you uh, same time, same channel, right here on 1370 WSPD. We'll be back. And just remember, when you think of retirement, think the retirement guys and America's retirement headquarters. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor 
advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.